Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. Check out our website at newstantonchurch.com where you can find out how to join our live stream at 901 on Sunday mornings. Now let's prepare our hearts for the word that we're about to receive. Uh, Good morning. As Heather said, I'm Pastor Steve. There are some Bibles under your seats. If you are joining us for the first time and don't have one at home, those are for you. Uh, We would love to have you take one home. You were handed a Connect card when you came in the door. If you put your name and information on that, I'd love to invite you to a meet and greet just to hear a little bit more about New Stanton Church. Uh, And as always, the baskets are in back if you so choose, and we'll share a giving link for those online. Well, we are in week four of a series on 1 Peter titled Hope for Today. Uh, You can check out any of the messages you might have missed through Facebook or from our website. Uh, Peter has already told us how awesome our salvation is. We have been given new life in Christ. He's encouraged us to let the Holy Spirit work in us, to be holy as God is holy. And he has told us how awesome his body, the church is, that we are living stones being built together to glorify the living stone, Jesus Christ. For the rest of the book, Peter is going to get very specific on how we are to apply our relationship with Jesus to daily living. In fact, Peter gets so specific on how to apply our relationship with Jesus that we have to watch that we don't misapply his teaching in our day. This next section of 1 Peter was misapplied for generations in our country. And I'll explain more of that in a minute, but for now, I want you to know that context, context is everything. In other words, Peter's teaching was meant to speak to a particular group of people in a particular situation, in a particular culture. We can't just pick his words up and plop them down into another time, another space, another group of people, another culture, and expect them to apply at face value. One of the challenges of Bible study and preaching in general is applying the timeless truth of God's word in ways that God intended to speak. To do that with integrity, we have to understand the context in which the author was writing. That's why I often give you all a little bit of a backstory on the scripture that we're looking at to help us understand the context. This morning, we're going to pick back up in 1 Peter chapter 2 with verse 13. Let's follow along, please. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence 
the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Peter encourages these believers to submit to human authority, specifically the emperor and his governors. It's important to note that in their context, in their world, in their day, they did not have a choice. You see, we have a mindset of freedom. We have a context of freedom. We have rights. Our government is of the people, by the people, and for the people. Government officials work for us. If we don't like them, we can vote them out of office. Not so much in the ancient world. People were subjects under the emperor who ruled supreme. If they didn't like the emperor, they kept their mouth shut. Do you realize people in the ancient world would have been executed for treason for the memes that we throw around today about government officials? <laughs> they didn't have the freedom of speech. Peter points out that governors were an extension of the emperor's power and that they had his authority to punish or command or praise people. There were a variety of different classes of people in the ancient world, all subject to the emperor. Each had a set of clearly defined rules and expectations in, in society. Everyone knew their place. It's significant that Peter tells believers to live as free people because in all likelihood, the majority of them were not free. But in God's eyes, they were. Remember, they, we are of a different kingdom and are under another authority. God has set all people free in Christ. That's good news. So Peter says, as free people, put yourselves under, submit to human authorities. But given their context, it's important to understand, I think, why Peter would encourage them to be submissive instead of to revolt. The hope, that Peter's hope, was to silence the talk of ignorant and foolish people who might bring accusations against Christians and bring the wrath of the emperor. In the ancient world, wealthy Christians would intentionally do good deeds for the masses of people. For, for example, in, if times were hard, Christians might divert cargo ships to their city by paying them and then selling that grain below market value to help the needy. They improved roads and constructed public utilities. Under normal circumstances, their good deeds would win them favor in the eyes of the people and the authority, and most importantly, 
Give them the opportunity to tell people about Jesus. What an awesome example for us to follow in our lives. But Peter's day, those people were not living under normal times. Peter is praying that their respectful behavior will eventually put an end to the persecution that they are all suffering. He's, he's asking them, he's charging them as free people to allow God to judge and not revolt. An uprising in that culture would just mean more persecution and more death. Submission is the attitude of Jesus, but it's also the best practice for very practical reasons in that culture. Thank God our context is different. Thank God we have the right in our country to peaceful protest. Thank God we have the freedom of speech. Thank God we have the right to bear and keep arms. You see, our submitting to authority can look different in our culture because our context is different. We can legally use civil disobedience and overt oppression if our government becomes oppressive by established through our law. Martin Luther King Jr. and the Civil Rights Movement is a beautiful example of this. Through civil disobedience and peaceful protest, they brought about a God change in our nation. They accomplished good with a peaceful revolt that, that modeled Jesus' character. But what Martin Luther King Jr. did would not have been possible in the ancient world. Different culture, different time. Peter had no idea that of what Martin Luther King Jr. would accomplish was even possible in a culture and in society. But God knew it was. Peter's main purpose in telling us how to conduct ourselves and them was to maximize their witness. Our behavior, our attitude, our life should do the same. We should be motivated by the same desire to show people Jesus. People need to know him. Things were bad then. Jesus was their hope for today. Jesus is our hope in every day. Now, things today are nowhere near, trust me, nowhere near as bad as they were in the days of Nero when people were being crucified and killed and eaten alive in the Colosseum. But people today still go through hard times and they still need Jesus. They need to be loved and encouraged. They need to see Christians doing good and taking an opportunity to show people and tell people about Jesus being respectful, placing ourselves under authority, doing good, still shows people Jesus. Jesus should be so visible in our living that people are drawn to him. That, that pull towards Jesus happens when we don't give in 
to sinful desires. And we don't give up on people who do. That's good, and I'm going to say that again. People are drawn to Jesus when we don't give in to sinful desires, and we don't give up on people who do. That gives people hope for today in Jesus. It lets them know that he can set the captives free, that they will not just be judged, that they will be loved and forgiven. Not giving up on people trapped in sin often requires that we humble ourselves and choose to show love instead of hate. Everybody loves leadership when they are in charge. Not many people love being told what to do. Uh, if you search even in your Bible app for devotions on leadership, you, you will find tons of devotionals on leadership. But if you search for devotionals on putting yourself under authority or submitting or humbling yourself and serving sacrificially, you won't find that many. Peter says we are to live as God's slaves. He bought us with a price, the precious blood of Jesus, and then he set us free. But we need to camp out there for a little bit because this is another one of those context things that we trip over. We can't take the next section of 1 Peter chapter 2 and plop it down in our context because of the sinful past of our own culture. Let me read it, and I'll explain. This is 1 Peter 2, 18 through 25. Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls." Slavery in American history looked much, much different than it did in the ancient world. Southern slave owners took 1 Peter chapter 2 and used it to justify the American institution of slavery. And it was an inappropriate application of God's word. I'm not saying that the ancient world's system of slavery was without abuse. That is not what I'm saying. But it was a much, much different system. 
The, the treatment of slaves in our culture was abhorrent and sinful. Slaves were the lowest of the low and intentionally kept that way. Not so in the ancient world. A better application, and I don't have time to tell you about the ancient world system of slavery, other than to say most slaves were free by the age of 30, and they, were, they existed in every class in society. A better application of what Peter is describing in chapter 2 would be the relationship between an employee and an employer. To, to apply this to slavery in the United States lacks integrity. In fact, let, let me read this passage again using different terms that I believe will be highlighted uh, in a different color, but I'm not sure. Yes, good. Woo uh, thank you, Pastor Chris. Uh, employees, in reverent fear of God, Submit yourselves to your bosses, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For is it commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God? But how is it to your credit if you receive disciplinary action for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this he recalled, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So let me ask you, what do you do if your boss is a jerk? I'm sure we've all been there. Uh, I was talking to somebody after church last week, and, the, and they said, it, it was kind of like my company intentionally hired the most inexperienced and worst people-skilled individuals and put them in charge in our company. Can anybody relate? You, you've been there? It's kind of like, what were you thinking? How do you put yourself under somebody's authority like that? That's a good question because that's exactly what Peter is calling us to do. He said, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake. What Peter is saying is at work and with local authorities, with police, with the IRS, with every human authority, we are to humble ourselves and obey. Because for the Lord's sake, it will open doors to show people Jesus, even small matters of character can open doors to show people Jesus. I remember uh, I called uh, Cabela's about something, and they put me on hold, and they gave me a run around, but you know what? It's not the lady on the phone's job, so I was polite and gracious and waited, and 
she came on the phone at the end of our conversation and she said, you know, you are my first call of the day. And I deal with impatient people all day long. She said, thank you for being so patient. I'm going to send you a $20 gift card. And I'm like, sweet. <laughs> but I said, you know what? God loves you, so I love you. How cool is that? The, the word of God says he opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. But we have tr trouble taking orders from people, right? Especially if we think our boss or some other authority doesn't know what they're talking about. Especially if we're not being treated well. Peter says, if you disobey and suffer for it, that doesn't have a Jesus impact. It's all about showing people Jesus. Remember, Peter's talking to Christians under Nero's reign, possibly the worst leader in all of history, maybe except for Hitler or something like that. In the Christian worldview, we believe that people in authority were put there by God. Romans 13, 1 through 2. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. We are to honor our leaders and pray for them. We are to avoid sin because of God's authority. We are to make ourselves, put ourselves in the position to be able to show people Jesus all the time. Now, that doesn't mean we have to agree with a bad decision or that we have to think unjust treatment is right. And thankfully, our context isn't serving a dictator or an emperor nor should we violate our relationship with God. But too many people just don't like being told what to do. Peter says, if you suffer consequences for taking a stand for your faith, God honors that. That has a profound witness. Peter's point, though, is valid. Rebellion, just because we don't like being told what to do, leads to more suffering and does not have a Jesus impact. Rebellion and sin always lead to a lack of freedom that we think it will give. Remember the prodigal son? He wanted to be free. He, he wanted, wanted out of his father's house. He wanted out from under his father's rules. He wanted to do anything he wanted to do. But he ended up eating pig food and he ended up wanting to be back in his father's house, back under his father's rules. Why? Because he knew that more freedom was there than what he thought he would get off on his own in wild living. Let me, let me give you three quick blessings of placing ourselves under authority. If you're taking notes, number one, when we place ourselves under authority, the authority of God, he is pleased. When we place ourselves under authority, God is pleased. First Peter 2 again, 
For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. As Peter points out, we are following the example of Jesus and God will bless us for doing so. We do the same thing with our kids, right? We reward them for good and for listening. We, we praise them, which is always more effective than harping on bad behavior, right? We, have you learned that as parents? It, look for the good and celebrate it because you get what you celebrate. Number two, when we place ourselves under authority, we move people towards God. 1 Peter 2.15, for it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. We all know that doesn't happen right away, but I believe love wins. The truth wins. And Jesus will be victorious if we humble ourselves. God is really good at running the universe. <laughs> really good. And if we do good and keep our heart right, we will eventually silence the foolish talk and have an opportunity to show people Jesus. The Spirit of God will move people towards him as we submit to God's authority and human authority. Number three, when we place ourselves under authority, our character deepens. No one, no one likes being told what to do. But God develops our character as we're obedient. We grow through times of struggle. That's when the strength of our character is developed and when we show people Jesus the clearest. Right after I received a call into ministry, I worked for a construction company in Erie, and we're on a live stream, so I won't name the company. <laughs> but, but, I, but I worked for a man that was so ungodly and so harsh. When I started, I said, you know what? I've done construction with my father all my life, but I know how to do roofs and decks. Everything else you're going to have to teach me because I don't know it. Oh, not a problem at all. That man yelled and screamed and swore and shook hammers in my face. I was a young and thin man at the time. I lost 15 pounds over the summer. I woke up every single morning with this gut-wrenching experience. I tried to show that man Jesus. He mocked my face, treated me lousy. One day, we happened to be on a job that was down the street from where my parents lived. And he started yelling and screaming and shaking a hammer in my face. And I thought, you know what? I, I don't need this. <laughs> I, I'm not getting paid enough to endure this. So I walked home. And I had my dad drop me off at his house to return the tool belt that I was using that I had borrowed from my boss. And I wrote a quick note I'm sorry things didn't work out, 
I tried. God bless you. Put it in the tool belt, and I left it on his desk. He showed up at my door, not having looked at the note in that tool belt. He showed up at my door, and he asked me to do another job to come back to work for him because he knew I knew how to do roofs. <laughs> so I said I would. Went to his house the next morning, and he handed me the tool belt, and he found the note. And he looked at me, and he looked at the note, and he said, you want this? He anticipated a really good note from a person who was really tired of being yelled at. I said, no, you can read it. And he opened it, and he read it. I showed that man Jesus in the midst of a trial. Uh, I actually didn't stay working for him <laughs> because I, I, I busted my can and did an entire side of a roof and he showed up and started yelling and screaming as I was starting the other side of the roof thinking that that's all I had gotten done. I don't know if that man ever accepted Jesus. But I am totally at peace with my response and my heart's desire that he would come see Jesus. Life in Christ is often not submitting to sinful desires. And loving people who haven't come to Jesus yet. This morning, if if you have trouble with human authority, if, you're, if you've been losing patience with the boss, if you, and, and God is calling you to submit and to show love and humble yourself, would you slip up a hand and let me pray for you this morning? Is there anybody here that has trouble taking orders? Just me. All right. Okay, I see a couple. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. Let me pray. Jesus, we come to you this morning because we don't like to take orders. And we have trouble, God, humbling ourselves even for the purpose of showing somebody Jesus. But God, we know you draw people to you as we humble ourselves. We know, God, that you, you strengthen our character in those times when, when we're just gut-wrenched and, God, sick with not knowing what to do, that, God, we, we, we trust that if we humble ourselves that you will lift us up, that you will be glorified. And, God, we, we give you thanks that our context isn't the ancient world, that we do have rights and we can switch jobs and we can resign and we can speak the truth without fear but God help us to speak the truth in love help us to humble ourselves so that we don't lose the ability to show people Jesus and we ask this in your precious name as your slaves free in grace in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church Podcast. We'd love to connect with you.
So visit our website at newstantonchurch.com, follow the Get Involved tab, and RSVP to our next meet and greet.